From some Tommy Turbo magic on Sunday afternoon to magic rounds. Welcome to Steve's NRL for the tips for round 10. Pleasure to be here as always to talk all the latest in the world of rugby league and give my tips for every weekend of action. Uh, nine rounds into the competition and we're seeing the divide between the competition grow even further. Five teams have really stood out this season and the rest of the teams just seem to be making up the numbers. So this middle of the road point of the season is a real chance for a lot of these teams to make a statement for the rest of the season. Um, and even some of the top five are really struggling at the moment, like the Sydney Roosters and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The Roosters, so many injury problems. And South Sydney, um, in my opinion, potentially their worst loss in the entire history of the organisation when they lost 50-0 to the Melbourne Storm. Never have I seen a team like the Rab- uh, Rabbitohs team anyway with such high expectations for them at the start of the year lose a game so convincingly and so thoroughly. And I know that, you know, some of their stars are out, like Cam Murray, Latrell Mitchell, Adam Reynolds. Some of these guys are irreplaceable for the Rabbitohs, and it just highlights why Adam Reynolds should be re-signed immediately if you're the South Sydney organisation, which looks like it's not going to happen. But there's no excuse for the lack of effort and some of the lack of commitment that I saw in defence last Thursday night. They now have to overcome... The barrier of no team being able to win the premiership after conceding 50 points in a season, so in a single game in a season, so um, they've got they've got a lot to prove this weekend against a Cronulla team that were equally as bad. So uh, as I said, this is really the point of the season where some teams really need to show what they're made of and uh, you know really try to make something in 2020 and not be a write-off. Even teams like the Bulldogs and the Broncos, still plenty to prove in 2021, and they can still have significant results for the rest of the year, uh, but it's all got to start at this middle point of the season. So Magic Round really shaping up to be an important round. Congratulations to Josh Adokar. We'll get into you know the Melbourne and the Rabbitohs match previews later on, but six tries in a first-grade game, the first since 1950 and the first in the NRL era. So um, a lot of people, a lot, of, pretty much everyone that's listening to this podcast and watching Rugby League, it's pretty much a first for anyone to see six tries in a single match um, that's currently live. So it's it was a huge achievement and uh, unfortunately it came at the at the loss of my beloved South Sydney. But, uh, you know, they've got a lot to prove and we'll see if they can do it this weekend. Um the Raiders, I mentioned, five losses in a row. They got a lot to prove. The Sharks, they are looking awful without John Morris and Josh Hannay being the interim coach. Um, so a lot of teams have got plenty to, to prove this week. And um, none, none, nothing is more evident than when you look at the first game in the round. So Magic Round shape will be a huge round in the scope of this premiership and a huge round um, like it should be every year. A good spectacle. Obviously, uh, last year it could not happen because of the COVID-19 restrictions. Um, but I'm glad we're off the ground again this year. And for those teams that are in the middle of the pack or teams that are really struggling in 2021, it's a real chance for them to have a look at the teams like the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm, the benchmarks of the competition, and just see how they do the little things, like their work off the ball and the 1% kind of plays. Um, and they can kind of aspire to be like those sides and get an up-close look at how they operate because usually you're only seeing you know, uh, your opposition uh, those benchmark teams once or twice a season, but because all the teams are in Suncorp, if you can see a little bit of some other games, which you might not be able to in the NRL system, but if you can, it's a real chance um, to see how some of those teams are professionalism-wise. So um, big opportunity for a lot of these teams this weekend. All right, let's get into the action 
for round 10. But before we do so, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. I passed the 500 likes mark. Let's get the 600 and let's start the march to 1,000. Please like, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And let's make this podcast even bigger for the rest of 2021. All right, let's get to the action for round 10 of the Telstra Premiership. It's Magic Rounds. All right, no Thursday night game this weekend due to it being Magic Round. So we're going to have two games on Friday night, three on Saturday, and three on Sunday. And it's hard to believe we're already 10 rounds into this competition this season. But the action all kicks off from Suncourt Stadium, like all the games this week, when the West Tigers host the Newcastle Knights. And uh, at the start of the show, I, I spoke about how important this round is for all these teams to make a statement. None more evident than this game. And the Tigers um, and the Knights, both of their seasons are... Uh, Kind of hanging on life support. Newcastle traveling a little bit better. I think they're four wins and five losses, but it's a huge game uh, considering the tough draw they've got for the rest of the season. Um, it was a good win against the Raiders, good comeback win on Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon down there in Canberra. The Raiders were winning that one 16-0 at halftime and then couldn't score a point in the second half. So whether it was their collapse or Newcastle's good work or a combination of both, it was still a really good come from behind victory for the Knights. And you've got to think that Adam O'Brien, despite being a little bit concerned about their start to games, would be impressed by the commitment by his players to come back in that game. And they welcomed back Lachlan Fitzgibbon last week. The Knights, they're still using the harsh combination of Kurt Mann and Phoenix Trossland. But guys like Caelan Ponga, uh, Bradman Best and Tyson Rizal really hitting some good form at this point of the year. So um, even with guys like Fitzgibbon back, you've got Watson and Jacob Saifidi, some really handy players coming off the bench. And I feel like the Knights team could really be building um, for, a, uh, for a finals push for the rest of the season, which is very exciting to see for all you Knights fans. Um, but they can't take the West Tigers um, lightly because... Why they lost uh, to the Titans last Saturday night, it was a horrible start, just like Newcastle start last week, but they came home pretty strong. Some very interesting changes by the coach, Michael Maguire, this week. Adam Dewey, who in my opinion has been the Tigers' best player this year, absolutely electric in attack. I know sometimes his defense is questionable, but let's be honest, the whole Tigers' defense has been questionable. He's been shifted out into the centers. Moses Embai comes back into the side at 5'8". Jake Simpkins has been dropped for the return of Jacob Little, who, you know, Little played the, played the start of the year really well, but I think Simpkins um, offers a little bit more firepower and um, some real attacking flair out of uh, out of dummy half there. It looks like Michael Maguire's going with a bit more of a defensive side, which I don't understand because they seem to be leaking points all over the field. And to put Adam Dewey back into the centres, you think you'd want your most damaging strike weapon in attack, getting the ball as much as possible. But obviously Michael Maguire doesn't see it that way, so it's going to be interesting to see how those combinations work out. And uh, if he's really... If they're really worried about defence, they're worried about Adam Dewey's defence up the middle in particular, will it be any better on the edges uh, by that logic? I don't think he's got that much of a defensive problem, but I know that he can miss some, but he's he's easily been their best player this year. So I don't understand the change by Madge. Um, he's obviously trying to get something different from his side, and Zach Sini is the man that chops out for Adam Dewey um, after you know a, a disappointing game two after that great uh, debut there at Wynn Stadium a couple of weekends ago. But... For the Tigers, as I said, they actually were pretty good in the second half against the Titans. They just need to start games better. They need to get into the fight earlier. Uh, it must be very frustrating for Michael Maguire to see how this season's going and to see that sometimes 
they really look like they're in for the fight. Sometimes, like the start of that game last weekend, they any sort of defensive pressure, they just fold. And for Madge, who in his history, and especially when you look back at that premiership when he Rabideau's side, he built a lot off defense. He likes his structure as a coach, Michael Maguire. Tigers just aren't offering that yet this year. So for me, this one's going to be a battle of um, confidence. And I think Newcastle currently have more confidence. Um, as I said, both these teams aren't traveling too well. And the Knights looking more like a, a genuine finals chance, a top eight chance than the Tigers at the moment. Uh, but it's a desperate game for both teams. At the start of the week, I was actually leaning towards the Tigers. Um because I think that they're getting closer to a win. But these changes haven't really convinced me. And Newcastle, as I said, it was a good come behind win against the Raiders. They still didn't particularly play well. But I think uh, that they've got more to offer. And I really like the service of Jaden Braley out of dummy half of them. He has been their best player this year. Actually electric. And he combined with Ponga to score that try really well last week. So I think he could be a bit of an X factor in this game, Jaden Braley. He usually runs from dummy half. Um, close to the line and, and, and tries to barge his way over against some weaker defensive sides. And I think that that trend could continue. And um, he could even be setting up some of these big forwards to barge over or going over and scoring a couple himself this weekend. I've got the Knights by 10 in this game. But as I said, it's a huge game when you look at both these teams' season. And you've got to hope for Michael Maguire and the Tigers' sake that they come out and start this game well um, otherwise, it's looking like more and more likely like 2021 is going to be a complete write-off again for the West Tigers who haven't made a finals appearance since 2011. So it's a huge week for both sides, but in particular the West Tigers. But I've got the Knights too strong. Newcastle by 10 for me. All right, round 10, Magic Round continues with the second game of the round. It is the main event of Friday Night Football. The home team, the Brisbane Broncos, hosting the whole round up there at Suncorp. It's technically their away game as the Manly Seagulls host the Brisbane Broncos up there at Suncorp Stadium. I don't know why it's set out that way. You'd think it would be Brisbane's home game for sure, considering the advantage they get up there at Suncorp. But it always seems to be Manly's. Um, but Manly versus the Broncos, 8.05 Friday night. And Manly, I mentioned it just to start the show, uh, it was some Tommy Turbo magic in his 100th appearance in the NRL on Sunday afternoon against the Warriors. Absolutely outstanding. Two tries, four try assists. Some of the experts of the game are comparing his influence with Manly to the influence that Andrew Johns had with the Newcastle Knights. And if you look at the stats, it could be even greater at this point of his career. 100 games into his NRL career, and the Manly Seagulls look an infinitely better side when he is on the field. And guys like Jason Saab and Morgan Harper are just loving having him around. DCE's forms improved so much with Tom Trojevich in the side. I wouldn't say they're flying at, their mo at the moment. Their defense still really, really soft up the middle um, at times, and they considered some easy tries against the Warriors last Sunday afternoon, and it almost took that Tom Trojevich magic to get mainly over the line. But overall, some really positive um, things to say about Manly's season since Tom Trojevich has come back, and um, their second role, their makeshift second roles in uh Alokalatu and Josh Schuster really overperforming. They get back Curtis Siren in a couple of weeks. Uh, so things are looking pretty good there for the Manly Seagulls. They're versing a Broncos side that even in loss last week, that classic rivalry, they went down 19-18 to 18 to the Cowboys last Saturday night. And it really re-sparked that rivalry that we saw in the years prior and, and post the 2015 Grand Final. 
Um, but for me, despite the fact that they lost that game, they actually played better, in my opinion, than they did the week before where they came back and defeated the Gold Coast Titans. Now, that week, you saw you know a great comeback performance and some real... Um, some you, you, you saw what this Broncos side was made of in terms that they... They picked themselves up and they managed to come back and 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 win that game. Obviously, the result didn't go their way on Saturday night, but uh, for me, their commitment in defence was a lot better. And uh, some of these forwards for the Broncos are really hidden form. Guys like Payne Huss, um, Tavita Penkler Jr. is playing some good football. Um, and even Jordan Ricky is starting to get a little bit of confidence in first grade. Matt Lodge is outstanding again. Um, both these sides, mainly in the Broncos, have made... Minimal of any changes. The only real change is Patrick Carrigan for the Broncos. Their big lock forward, unfortunately, has suffered an ACL injury and will be out for the rest of 2021. He is a big loss, but they put uh, Flegger back into the starting team. It's a real hard game to tip this one because, as I said, I'm not too impressed by Manly's recent performances, especially in defense, in the defensive side of things. But uh, Tom Sorovich just makes him a so much better outfit and... Um, the confidence that the team has when he's on the field is unbelievable. And on their day, they can challenge anyone. And I think that two weeks ago against Pender, if they end up losing that, that game, I believe 26 to 16, but they'll in that fight for a long period of time. Um, so we're not they're capable of, but the Broncos in front of their home Suncorp crowd, I, Tyson Gamble has really changed their side a lot with Milford. I think that combination's actually worked pretty well, um, and Gamble's really took control of the team, uh, organisation-wise. I think his kicking game has been strong as well. I actually give Brisbane a huge chance in this game. I know that in their last 25 games, they've only beaten the Bulldogs and uh, the Titans uh, from a couple weekends ago, but I think they're going to be in the fight for this. Kevin Walters is going to have his side fired up and ready to go because it is magic round. It is... Um, you know, showcasing football in Queensland and, and Suncorp Stadium in particular. And I think the Broncos will respond. I've actually got the Broncos in this game by four points. I think it's a danger game for Manly. And it, I know that it's it's crazy for me to tip against the juggernaut that is Tom Jarovic and the influence that he has in this Manly side. But as I said, I'm not 100% convinced on their defense. And um, it's a big week for both teams, Manly almost getting back to even in terms of wins and losses and Brisbane trying to get their third win of the year. So um, I actually think there could be an ambush when Manly go up to Suncorp in the form of the Broncos, and I think they're going to make a, try to make a statement in front of their home crowd, even though it is technically their away game. I think it's a real danger game for Manly. I've got the Broncos by four points. Um, but as I said, I think this could actually be potentially the match of the round. So um, high expectations for this one. I've got the Broncos for a bit of an upset there. All right, which leads us to my favorite time of the week, Super Saturday. I got five out of eight tips last week, and unfortunately, all the three games I got wrong were the Super Saturday games. I love my Super Saturday football. Got to be better this week. Let's have a look at the games. Obviously, all taking place at Sun Court because of Magic Round. The action all kicks off from 3 p.m. when the Bulldogs... Uh, host the Canberra Raiders. And you want to speak about important games, there might not be a team under more pressure in the NRL at the moment than the Canberra Raiders. And it's crazy when you say that because their opponents, the Bulldogs, have only won one game and have made some huge decisions this week. One in particular that's I think is an absolute crazy decision. Um, I'll start with the Raiders, uh, the away side technically, and uh, you know they are the big story of the rugby league at the moment. The last couple of weeks has been about all the in-house fighting, um, Josh Hodgson being 
potentially unwanted at the club and standing down as captain. You've got George Williams maybe being homesick. Joseph Tarfanay's wife posting stuff on social media that maybe um, she shouldn't be posting in, in regards to Ricky Stewart. And then Ricky Stewart not being too happy and Papali, you know, not informed. So there's a lot of stuff happening at the Raiders. And unfortunately, it's affecting their on-field performances. I had them in the grand final at the start of the year. And it's safe to say they have not lived up to that nine rounds into the premiership. Can they still be a, a contender in this competition? I think they can be, despite being three to six. But this week is absolutely huge. Their last month of football, they've been outscored 92 to eight in second half, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. And winning 16-0 against Newcastle, who, no offense to Newcastle, but they're not exactly world beaters in 2021. They might be able to, you know, squeeze into the finals at the end of the year, but they're not exactly premiership contenders to be up 16-0 and to you know, blow and collapse that lead. A lot of uh, a lot of damaging and dangerous signs there for the Canberra Raiders, and it's important for them to hit some form this week against the Cam- uh, Canterbury Bulldogs side that they've only got one win. Um, it wasn't a great performance last week, let's put it that way, and, um, you know, it was all, all there. You know, they just don't have the squad, and Trent Barrett's got a lot to, doesn't have much to work with. I know that he's a coach that's struggling, and he he feels like he has to come in and make a big decision, but dropping Kyle Flanagan, which is what he's done this week, he hooked him last week in that game against the Dragons on Sunday afternoon, and uh, now he's he's completely uh, dropped him out of the out of the squad, I believe. Oh, he's in Jersey 19, but I doubt he will be playing. Wakeham and Avarillo are their halves. For me, their halves aren't the problem. I mean... Sure, has Kyle Flanagan's finishes to sets been great this year? No, but their forwards aren't really laying a platform. Other than Luke Thompson, they're barely non-existent in terms of making metres for them, and um, their backs just can't get into the game. So Trent Barrett's got a lot more problems than Kyle Flanagan at a halfback, and uh, he was very upset if you guys saw the footage after when he got interviewed early this week, which he shouldn't have been interviewed if he was in that state in the first place. But, um, you know, it's a big call from Trent Barrett, and... Um, I'm sure Flanagan will find his way into first grade, but it doesn't exactly give me confidence about the Bulldogs this year, this week. And knowing how desperate the Raiders are, and especially how desperate they're going to be um, if they're up at halftime to go on with victory, I expect a huge Raiders victory this week. If they don't win this week, I'm pretty much closing the door on their season, and they're officially in crisis mode at that club with that in-house fighting. They can't beat the Bulldogs at the moment. They can't beat anyone. I've got Canberra by 30. I expect a big result, a big response uh, by the entire squad um, at Canberra there. So Canberra by 30 to really kickstart their season in Magic Rounds. Super Saturday continues from 5.30 p.m. Obviously, again, at Suncourt Stadium when the Cradle Sharks host the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And the less said about these two teams last weekend, the better. I've already mentioned CF's pathetic last week, terrible performance, um, they have to, you know, rewrite the history books if they're going to win the competition this year. And considering what I've been saying all year about CS, how their premiership winning uh, premiership windows closing with the potential exit of Adam Reynolds this year and the definite exit of Wayne Bennett at the end of the season, um, this is extremely worrying signs for the Rabbitohs' side. And um, it shows you that take away some of their stars, um, in particular Reynolds, Murray, and Latrell, and CS just don't have the depth. The good news is they get Reynolds back this week. They get Latrell Mitchell back next week. Um, guys like Campbell Graham, Cam Murray, still a long time away. Um, but 
I can't, I could not believe, I, I cannot tell you how disappointed I was in the South Sydney performances last weekend. I can't believe how soft their defence was. And, um, you know, that, that side, that left-hand side that, uh, that the Fox was scoring all those tries down, simply not good enough uh, for the Rabbitohs at all. Uh, they have to be better this week. I expect a big response from them. They needs to be a big response for the Rabbitohs if there's any chance for the rest of the year. And it's got to come in this game against the Cronulla Sharks because for Cronulla, they also lost 48-0 last week. It wasn't 50-0, but it was 48. And they have been absolutely awful since the day that the Cronulla Shark in-house decided both to get rid of John Morris and to get rid of him immediately for the rest of 2021. They have not won a game since under Josh Henney. The players look like they don't want to be there at all. And it's absolutely... Um, been a disaster there at Cronulla, and the fact that they've been, you know, chasing um, the opposition halfback this weekend, Adam Reynolds, so hard for 2022, just goes to show you the place that they're in uh, and the confidence that they have in their squad, because Townsend's leaving, he's the halfback this year, Johnson um, off contract, um, nobody knows really what's happening to Matt Moyland either. They're in a state where they need a big signing and they need someone to really change that club around under their new coach, Craig Fitzgibbon. They need some star signings there, Cronulla, because they've got either an aging squad um, or a squad of uh, inexperienced first graders. They've got a mix of uh, inexperienced and guys that have maybe been in the NRL a bit too long, uh, guys like Aaron Woods and Ray Graham. So... um, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a game this weekend. That's for sure. Both teams terrible last week. I think that the Rabbitohs really have to come out as I said and make a huge statement this week and show that they still can be contenders for this premiership despite that awful result last weekend against the Melbourne Storm team that thoroughly were better than them in every aspect. And really, it's a bit of a wake up call for the Rabbitohs when you think about it. Wayne Bennett said he saw the performance coming. Um, after some wins, they've got the wins against you know the Titans forty to thirty, wins against the Tigers eighteen to fourteen. They were not good South City performances, and this hopefully is the wake up call that they need to restart their season and really get things, you know, simplify things and get back to the basics. Uh, you know, commitment in defence, um, getting through your sets. South need to need to do those things right this weekend. If they do, they should be able to beat this Cronulla side that's absolutely struggling. Cronulla 2021's a write-off. South Sydney still can be contenders this year, but it's got to start this week. I expect a big bounce back from the Rabbitohs. I think that's what we'll get. I've got the Rabbitohs in this game by 24, despite the uh, lack of troops they've got. Just because Cronulla, if they're versing another team, I would be less confident. But but Cronulla at the moment, they're offering nothing. To be to be brutally honest, they they're a mess at the moment, and I think they're just looking at 2022, and they could be real contenders for the wooden spoon this year. Unfortunately, Cronulla, um, but you know, with how South is down on confidence, a winnable game for him. But I just think South Sydney too strong. The Rabbitohs by 24 in this game for me. And the final game of Super Saturday takes place from 7:45 when the Sydney Roosters take on the North Queensland Cowboys. It's a magic round Saturday night, and I think the key. Uh, word to describe the Saturday football games, as you saw in the first two match previews, is desperation. And both these sides are going to be desperate to get a win on the board. The Roosters, uh, again, unlucky last week, 31-18. to 18. The Eagles should have had two players send the sin bin. Um, the hit on Drew Hutchinson um, with the knees was not good enough in our all level. Dylan Brand rightfully spending a couple of weeks out there on the sideline. And then the Corey hit on Tedesco was, was sickening to watch in a replay. And the fact that the Bunker couldn't make a decision... 
Um, the referee couldn't make a decision on sending those guys to the sin bin and putting them on a report. Um, it was absolutely disgusting, and um, the match officials have to be better this week for sure. The Roosters, they've been dealing with injuries all year, and uh, Drew Hutchison obviously is the, the latest man out. Lachlan Liam's back in the house with Sam Walker, who's apparently only 50-50 to play this game. He's got ankle and uh, and I believe it's neck injuries, um, minor injuries to kind of recover. And for me, if I'm the Sydney Roosters, I'm giving him the week off because I want him um, ready to fire for the rest of the season. Um, if he is ruled out, I think it's going to be Liam to halfback, Marnie to, to 5'8", and we'll finally see the debut of Joseph Suwali, who's been 18th man for a couple of weekends and uh, might have made his debut if the, the bunker could make a decision earlier last weekend. So um, the Roosters, as I said, they weren't great in that win against the Eagles, but they showed some real heart to stay in the fight like they have all year. They're versing a Cowboys side that's credit where credit's due. I mean, at the start of the year and until you know a couple of weekends ago, I was saying that the Cowboys did not have the squad or the roster to compete in the competition in 2021. And uh, to their credit, they've really dug in in the last month of football. Um, they've won some games. That's you know, what are they four, four and five now? And um, they find themselves in a position where they you know could be sneaking into the eight. Um, it's been a real turnaround for their season after that disastrous start for Todd Payton. I still don't necessarily rate their squad, but a lot of these guys, Scott Drinkwater and Valentine Holmes, are playing out of their skin and really turned around the competition. And some of their forwards, Shane Wright, Mitch Dunn, playing some good football and um, really overachieving for my watch. So uh, for me, this is a bit of a danger game for the Roosters. As I said, they've got so many injuries, and um, you know I know that they... They were versing quality opposition last week and some things went against them. But uh, at some point, unfortunately for them, I think the wheels are going to start to fall off. The Cowboys are definitely capable of an upset, don't get me wrong. And I think this is going to be a, a, a tight match because the Cowboys have shown some real defense, uh, commitment and defense in the last couple of weeks. But I think that the Roosters, even with the players they've got out, they've still got some star power there in Tedesco and Josh Morris um, and some of their big forwards like Angus and, and Radley in there. Um, that they can be too strong for the Cowboys. And if Sam Walker is ruled out, just expect to see James Tedesco really take control of the team. Um, he had a quiet comeback from concussion last week. It hasn't been an outstanding year for him so far in general. Um, but I think that he's really going to take some leadership this week if Sam Walker's not there and um, really stamp his imprint into this game. I expect the Roosters to bounce back. Got the Roosters by 10 points in this one. Magic Round continues into the Sunday. We just had a Super Saturday. Now it's a Super Sunday. We've got three games on the Sunday because of the no Thursday night football. The action kicks off at 1.50 p.m. Um, obviously at Suncorp Stadium where the where the you know day really kicks off. And uh, it's the New Zealand Warriors hosting the Parramatta Eels. The Warriors, um, they were in a position to win that game against Manly. Just couldn't get the job done at the end of the day. But... Um, you know, their defense, kind of like Manly's, uh, really folded at some key moments, and Tom Tarovic just dominated them. But uh, they've got some real promising uh, young players in attack and and some real, you know, X factors there. Roger Tuivavi Shek at fullback, still playing really good football in his last season in the NRL. Nick Rima and Chanel Harris-Tavita have been a really good combination in 2021, an underrated combination if you ask me. Sometimes their kicking game's not great, but they're both such damaging runners of the football. And then you've got Reese Walsh off the bench for him. Um, 
So, you know, I think they're in a decent spot, the Warriors, in potentially competing for a final spot this year, but they're starting to get to the point where they need to get some wins on the board. Um, their forwards are overachieving, guys like Josh Curran, uh, Murdoch Misilla, and Toby Harris have been outstanding this year, and um, I'm, expected, I'm expecting them to be very competitive against the Parramatta side that, uh, while they got the win against the Roosters last weekend, it was not a convincing second half at all. Um, they find themselves without Nakura and Dylan Brown, who are rightfully both suspended this week. They had to get an exemption to get a full squad this week. Um, so they've got some new faces in the lineup. Wagner Blake is back in the centres for them, finally returning from that injury. Jacob Arthur, the big story, the son of Brad Arthur, making his first grade debut for the Eagles this weekend. I wasn't really aware of him until until the team list on Tuesday, but um, he's got some good stats and uh, some good highlights at the New South Wales Cup. Obviously, the NRL's on a different level, and uh, I don't even think he was originally in the top 30 for them this season. So um, it's a big ask for him to, to come to this side that are travelling so well, but I think the confidence level that Parramatta have at the moment, still only losing one game this season and uh, becoming real contenders uh, to make a challenge for this competition at the end of the year, I think it's going to do him wonders coming into a stronger team, unlike someone like Kyle Flanagan who has all that pressure on him that the Bulldogs were struggling. So um, I think that Moses will look after him. Moses is playing some good football at the moment. I'm not a huge fan of him in you know big match situations, but he, uh, he has been good this season. Their forward pack's been outstanding. Um, I think the Eagles lost their way a little bit last weekend when Marnie went, uh, got knocked out and went off a concussion, assuming he does play on Sunday. He's got a longer turnaround, so I think he'll be right. If he does play on Sunday, I think he's going to make the world of the difference in this game. Um, his combination with guys like uh, Isaiah Papalihi, who's been the signing of the season. Madison's been really good since he got back for the Eels as well. And Nathan Brown comes back into the side this week. I think they're really going to lay a platform for Parramatta. And um, while it's going to be a good battle up front because both their forward packs are in form, I think Parramatta can get over the top of the Warriors who have got a lot of bigger bodies while Parramatta have got a bit more mobility in the forward pack. And uh, I think that can lay a platform where the Eels can score a lot of points Sunday afternoon, it's going to be a sunny day up there at Suncorp. Expect a lot of points in this game, uh, but I've got Parramatta by 12 points, continuing the fantastic season they're having so far. And as I said, if they keep this up, they can be real contenders for the whole competition. I didn't think it was possible at the start of the year, but the Eels are continuously uh, surprising me this year. And uh, they're really behind Penrith and Storm, the team to beat at the moment. So I've got Parramatta by 12 points in this one, uh, but expect some free-flowing football, a lot of points scored, and uh, defence not necessarily being the key to this one. The middle game of Sunday afternoon football takes place from 4.05pm when the Melbourne Storm hosts the St. George Illawarra Dragons. To continue Magic Reundant for the Dragons, they were good enough to thoroughly beat the Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon. I still wasn't 100% convinced from their performance, Matt Dufty had a really good game. At fullback overall, um, Corey Norman is really uh, enjoying football, uh, playing alongside Adrian McCulley, can have Ben Hunt back in the side, and Jack Bird was outstanding. But overall, I'd like to see him be a little bit more consistent. They find themselves in a position with five wins and four losses, where these next few weeks, just like a lot of these teams in the competition, is going to be really telling for their 2021 season and where they end up finishing. So it's an important game this week. They versus a Melbourne Storm side that, yes, they absolutely destroyed the Rabbitohs last Thursday night, 50 to nil. And Josh Adokar, for the first time in 70 years, scored six tries in a match. Um, 
an amazing achievement for sure. And at the moment, it looks like the Storm are the real benchmark of the competition up there with Penrith. Will the Storm lose another game? Will they lose one soon? I don't know if they're going to lose another game, period. But you look at the injury concerns they've got coming into this week. So far this week, Harry Grant's been ruled out via injury. He's out for a couple of weeks. Same with Cameron Munster. Brennan Smith has been suspended for a week. So they're without their two starting hookers, the Melbourne Storm. And Ryan Pappenhausen in the 19 jersey. It'll be interesting to see whether he comes into the side. But at the moment, they've got Nico Hines uh, back there at fullback. And they've got uh, Kenny Bromwich playing the unusual position of starting hooker. I don't know if that's going to be the finished lineup. I know they've got Tyson Smoothie on the bench. I can't imagine them going into the game with Kenny Bromwich as their dummy half. They also have Riley Jacks, who's a handy replacement for Cameron Munster, in the 5-8 position. And if you look at the history, not just of Magic Rounds, but of Melbourne playing in Queensland in general, they dominated Suncorp Stadium. They scored some crazy um, amount of points. And... The Dragons, they just got to stay with them early. I mean, it is a week in Melbourne side, which will help them. But we saw what they did to South Sydney last week. I just don't think that this momentum that Melbourne have at the moment can be stopped. Some are concerned that they might be peaking too early in the season, but I think they're just getting better as as time goes on. And I think that the Rabbitohs' awful defence made it very easy for Melbourne to score a lot of points quickly last week. So I don't know if they've completely peaked, but they're going to be too strong for the Dragons in this game. Without the troops or not, um, you know, they're just classier. They've just got a bit more professionalism, and Craig Bellamy will have them up um, to play in Suncourt, which they love playing at the Melbourne Storms. So I've got the Storm by 12 points in this game. I expect the Dragons to be highly competitive in the first half, but I think that the, the classiness of Melbourne will just get them over the, over the line when it matters in this match. The final game of Magic Round in a very important round for the NRL, as I've mentioned multiple times during this podcast, features the Gold Coast Titans hosting the Penrith Panthers. They're the third Queensland team and the final Queensland team to play in Magic Round, and they've got a huge task ahead of them uh, in form of the Panthers, the Titans. They've been very hot and cold this year. They got a win against the Tigers last week, but... You know, it's just, it hasn't been the season a lot of people thought that the Titans would have with all these signings. I did in my season preview say it'll take a couple of months for these guys to gel. Um, they've played together long enough now where they're at the point where they should be pretty consistent. And uh, they're still not that, so it's very concerning. But they're versing a Panda Panthers side that they don't have Kurt Capewell this week. But overall, it's pretty much the same 17 that has been dominating every team in the competition. It shows you how good... Really, the fact that they're 9-0, but it shows you how good that the Penrith are travelling at the moment where Paul Montrosky comes back from his suspension and is actually in the 18 jersey because Matt Burden has done an outstanding job in the centres. I expect this game to be completely one-way traffic, to be honest. The Panthers are 9-0. I see no reason why they can't go 10-0. Nathan Cleary and Jerome Lewis forms off the charts, and I think Brad Fittler's keeping a very close eye on them. And at the moment, they've both got to be the favourites in terms of being the harsh combination for the Blues uh, come the start of June when the State of Origin sides get picked and they're just getting better each and every week. I mean, that game last week against Cronulla where they won 48-0, it was basically a training exercise for Panda. If they're looking towards their next challenge, unfortunately, I don't think Gold Coast will be able to match that. And really, when you look at this match in terms of Gold Coast season, once again, uh, it's a very important game uh, for a team this weekend who are five wins, uh, sorry, four wins and five losses. So their season... 
it's not on the line yet, but if they lose this game, the Titans, which, you know, they're heavily favoured to lose this game, their season's going to be on life support. So even if they do lose to the Panthers, which most likely they will, you expect a real good performance by the Titans. Their halves haven't fired. You need the likes of Foley and Ash Taylor to really step up. And uh, AJ Brimson's been good when he's got involved in the fire at Pro Weeks, but he needs to get involved more. They need to get him uh, into the game a little bit more if there's any chance of uh, an upset this week. But I don't think they are. I mean... As I said, Penrith are firing it on cylinders. They're going to go to 10-0. They're going to be looking to next week in that game against South Sydney, the Rabbitohs versus Panthers. A couple of weeks ago, it was a mouth-watering contest. Now you just got to ask, can South keep with Penrith uh, long-term in that game? Well, we'll find out next week. But I can't see Penrith losing a game until potentially the origin uh, effects start to start to wear on them. I mean, if both their halves get chosen for New South Wales, it's, it's going to be hard to go through the whole season undefeated. But we're at a stage, like I said last week, where Penrith could very well go through the entire season undefeated. If they verse Melbourne in the grand final again, we'll see how it goes. But it's just an unremar- it's just a, a remarkable run. Um, unprecedented. We haven't seen it in the NRL era Ever, but Penrith have to be sure they're right to go near the end of the year and they're not peaking too early like some uh, critics accuse Melbourne of, of of potentially peaking too early in this competition. So I've got Penrith in this game by 30, but it could be a lot more if they get a roll on like they did last week against Cronulla. Well, that is it. They're my tips for round nine of the NRL Telstra Premiership for 2021. Magic round. Enjoy the weekend. I hope you guys... Uh, enjoy watching all the games out of Suncorp. If you're going up there, it should be a great weekend, so enjoy it. Let's move on to Steve's bet of the bets of the week now. And uh, I've actually introduced a new part of this segment. It's Steve's lock of the week. I'm just going to give you one team that I think are guaranteed to win. Steve's sure thing. And Steve's sure thing this week, I've got to give it to a team that I think is a 100% winning, and that is the uh, the Penrith Panthers at eight. But if you want to be a little bit more than that, I think... Steve Shaw thing this week is the Camp Raiders at $1. fourteen. So uh, Panthers and the Raiders, both pretty much sure things, and I can't see either one of those teams losing. If you look at my bets of the week, I think Newcastle, um, a, a big chance against the Tigers, all these make, makeshift changes to really put a score on. I think uh, Newcastle, 13-plus, is my bet of the week at $3.50. So uh, gamble responsibly. Enjoy the weekend of footy, guys, and I'll see you guys next week on Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Remember to like the Facebook page at Steve's NRL Footy Tips and like, share, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you guys listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys next week on Steve's NRL Footy Tips.